What's going on, y'all? This is the Courtside Podcast, where we bring you NBA basketball conversation as best as we can, talking hoops with my guys. Number one, John Gervais of Complex Sports. Johnny, what's going on, man? It's been a bit. It's been a bit, bro. You know, lots happened, but it's good to be back. And, uh, you know, happy 4th to everybody. Happy 4th to everyone out there. Happy 4th to our third member who is not here right now, but, of course, Anthony Gilbert of Hoop Magazine. So, again, you know, just we're going to do it without Ant today, but he'll be back uh, soon, and we'll get it going that way as well. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic. We're all three from the Philadelphia area. 97.5 The Fanatic for me, Complex Sports for John Gervais, and Hoop Magazine for Anthony Gilbert. But while we were away, there was a lot going on. Just to take it real far back for a brief moment, John, we have to get your thoughts quickly on the Golden State Warriors making quick work of the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. Well, I was wrong. I said Cavs in seven, and I was clearly wrong. <laughs> I was wrong, too. I yeah. said Warriors in six. Um, I, I don't think it was as lopsided as it seemed to be, but there was a clear difference in the two teams. And at the end of the day, man, I can do nothing but if I, have, if I was wearing a cap, I'd tip it to the Golden State Warriors because – Man, that was that was amazing basketball. And shout out to shout out to the sniper, man. He he, man. If there was ever a time in his life where he proved that he doesn't need to be, he doesn't always have to be number two. He showed that this year he played the best basketball at, at, at the time when it was needed the most. So he didn't just get the, he didn't ride along for that championship. He earned that decision was his decision was validated definitely the, the way he performed, scoring thirty plus points per game, thirty points. Every single game and the in the way in which he did it, which was in the flow of the offense, never got outside of what what the offense was doing. Sometimes you saw it, John, when the shot clock would go down in specific situations where it looked like their offense kinda got stuck. What did they do? They went to their guy who can get it done one on one. And it was the perfect situation. It's why they brought him in here, it's why Draymond Green reached out early. They said it. They have they didn't have a guy like him and that he did exactly what he needed to do to help earn that championship and that MVP yeah I mean no shots at anybody on that team uh Steph Curry's amazing Clay's amazing Draymond's dope you know uh that's about it for me I'm not gonna send too many too much love to that team anymore but um <laughs> Kevin Durant really showed that he was something that they didn't have for as yeah. good as they were the year before seven three wins and you know shout out to Harrison Barnes man because gosh he just could not watch any of them games without hearing his name come up, bruh. <laughs> like every, oh, this is, I mean, last year Harrison Barnes was missing these shots. And look at this. And, I mean, he, they didn't win. They didn't lose because of Harrison Barnes. No, it, but it would have helped. No, yes. And if Harrison Barnes was on the team this year, if he was able to hit some shots, they might have still won. But at the same time, Kevin Durant showed that. Why he's the second best player in the NBA. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't really think there's any debate on his legitness or, you know, whatever the case may be. I think that he's he he he, he showed and proved. He, he validated himself. And for as much as, you know, me as a LeBron guy, I, I would like to see LeBron get a couple more. I'm also interested in seeing what see what this thing's going to be, man. I mean, that's it's it's about to be scary. I remember, John, when I did a show on the Fanatic and I was talking about after the 2-0 lead that they had going into uh, Cleveland for game three and they ultimately went up 3-0 and I had asked a question about dynasties and legacies in the NBA and sports in general. 
And people were like, yo, you're being a little bit too premature with the Golden State Warriors. They only won one. I'm like, yeah, but let's be honest. They had last year. They should have won it. They did not because of circumstances. And then they were up 2-0, and they were just flat out dominating the Cleveland Cavaliers. And even though the games were closer, as they should have, the LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, the games are supposed to be close. And it's the NBA Finals. That being said, this team, the Golden State Warriors, they have an opportunity to be a dynasty in today's basketball. I think that being in three NBA Finals, winning two out of three, all signs pointing to the fact that you're going to be in three out of the next four, four out of the next five, six out of, you know, whatever the number is that it's going to be, I think that it's going to be similar to the Spurs dynasty in a, as far as, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a sustained, yeah. it's over a long period of time. It's not going to be that, uh, it won't be that that heat thing where it was just bang, 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 and then they're done. Nah. My man Curry up, you know, I'm not trying to go too far ahead, but he re up for five years without an option. So for me, that tells me for the next five years, this team's going to be in a mix because he's not the way that this NBA is the, right now. He's not taking the deal that he took. Well, he's 200, $201 million. million. He, might, he might. For the money. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> he's not taking the deal that he took without any leverage on his, on his hand, on, on his side to, to make a move without confirmation i would say from his comrades in that locker room i think that draymond told him i'm good clay got that 80 million dollar shoe deal he's good yeah you know what i mean pretty good and kd he's good like kd got a couple dollars from nike kd's about to get paid again and he probably he's kd won't sign a five-year deal i don't think not yet do that not yet because uh, it doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense for him to do that. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that can monopolize, that can capitalize on all this money, and still allow the team to be. He's the guy that you're together, absolutely right. right. He's the guy that, that, that by taking these short deals will be, will allow them to, to to still take you know to still be be players and with with other role players. You know, Iguodala, John Livingston, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah, that's a dynasty, bro. It that's was a dynasty. Yeah, it was just a fantastic. I know a lot of people didn't like the finals, but for what, if you really look at it for what it was, we saw great basketball. And that's how I, that's how I chose to look at it, even though we knew who, who was going to be in the finals from the beginning of the season. I just looked at it and said, this is going to be great basketball. Yeah. And even, even though there were blowouts, you look at it and you simply look at it and you say, the Golden State Warriors put on a show. They put on a clinic of how to play basketball. And it really kind of puts everybody else around the NBA on notice. Not that you can necessarily beat them, but if you're going to go out there and give it your best, you got to do something yeah. to to take them off the top of their mantle. And that's how I look at it. One hundred. Let's just transition right into the NBA draft, where a bit of a surprise right out of the gate, Woo-hoo. a few days before the draft. The Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics, there was it was a rumor going around, a report going around that it looked like the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics were going to swap picks. Initially, when the lottery was set, the 76ers landed the number three overall pick, the Boston Celtics, number one overall. Everyone pegged Markel Fultz, number one, to Boston. I know, John, you felt like Jason Tatum should have been in mix at number one. 
The trade was executed. The Sixers ended up with the number one overall pick, Boston number three, and they also sent in the future the 18 Lakers protected pick and the 19 Kings protected pick, but there were some stipulations to it that allowed the 76ers with protections to keep Either one of those picks, whichever one the Lakers do, excuse me, the Boston Celtics do not get. The Lakers pick goes to the Celtics in 2018 if it's two, three, four, five. Outside of that, one, six, and on, it's the 76ers. I know it's a little complicated, sounds weird, but that's the case. So the Sixers, if it does not convey next year, then in 2019, it automatically goes to the Boston Celtics unless it's the number one overall pick. So Brian Colangelo did a fantastic job not only getting the number one pick in the 2017 draft, ultimately selecting Markel Fultz, but protection enough to at least have the opportunity if the Lakers and Kings get lucky enough in the lottery to get the number one pick, the Sixers still have that chance of grabbing it in either 18 or 19. John, I just thought it was a fantastic move by Brian Colangelo helping set up the 76ers again for four years to come. Um, if you're not in the Philadelphia area, then you don't realize how divided this town is. There are you either with Sam Hinkie or you're against Sam Hinkie in this town, right? And I happen to be on the side of this with Sam Hinkie. I'm not as extreme as others, but I'm I'm definitely pro Sam Hinkie. Free, you know me. I say free Sam Hinkie all mm-hmm. the time. Yes, yeah. Um, but I will say that I was very skeptical of Colangelo. Um, I wasn't a believer. I have for as for as many dope deals as he did prior to Philadelphia. I can point out just as many bad deals that he's done, or bad moves, or bad decisions he's made. But <clears throat> Did his thing, uh, you know. That's you would really need I, the press. The press release that came out, the breaking down the deal is like the most. Fun, it's like one of the funniest things I've ever read. It's like it's like a book of all the stipulations and oh, stuff, the protections, all the protections, and it's just like I've I've shared with you off air. And for those that don't know, I, I mean, I make it no, no, I don't hide it. I think Danny Ainge is, you know, a little overrated. Yeah, I think he's a tiny bit overrated. I and I also. Don't trust him. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be polite. Right. And say I just do, don't trust him. Yeah, and I really feel like he's the guy that gets all that stuff. He's the guy that gets all the extra things. You're like, damn, how did how did they get that? How they got that thing too? And this, that, and the third. And it's like, wow, Colangelo. You know, with it just being draft picks, obviously you have no idea what those draft picks turn out to be. You have no idea who they take, what it's going to be. But as it stands right now, on July second. 2017, yeah. I'll say that the Sixers definitely got the better end of that deal, regardless of what happens with Fultz and what happens with Tatum. I think the Sixers got the better end of the deal. I'm extremely pleased. I'm extremely happy. And I have found a newfound confidence in Colangelo to at least trust that he's knows what he's doing. I, I still... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just ride with whatever move he makes because I don't. I just don't. Unless your name's Jerry West, unless you're the logo. Yeah, no general manager should get unless unless it's the lo- RC Buford from San Antonio. Yeah, Bob Myers in Golden State now. Yeah, you trust those guys. Well, with all respect to to, to Bob out there in um in Golden State, 
he looked like a genius when Kevin Durant wants to come to your team. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the other ones to get the, the veterans to come there, take the money, uh, less money. You're right. Go out there and do and their work. And it's not a shot. Even at guys him. like JaVale McGee, who nobody, you like, what are you doing? You're going to mess it up. And what does he do? He comes in and he helps See, I, in a way that he can only help. I'm I'm more of a I'm more under the with, with JaVel McGee. I'm more from the well. What else were you going to do? Who else were you going to get? There was no one else out there for you to get. He made the right decision by not re-upping uh, Festus. Mm-hmm. Festus, right? Festus is Zilly, right? Yeah. <clears throat> he made the right decision by not doing that. He he couldn't re-up Bogut just because the money just the amount of money he was going to put in Bogut's hands was going to impact the the guys he already had there. So I believe I, they had to renounce his rights anyway in order to clear some of that space to add Kevin Durant. Okay. Right. So he was I not th- happy about it. Yeah. Bogut. I think <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be honest. <laughs> I think that I, I actually thought he did the wrong thing by letting uh Barbosa go because I thought Barbosa was way more important. But then again Barbosa wanted to get paid. So wanted to get paid. he's not a yeah. bad he's not a bad GM. I if we were doing our tiers, he would be in that next tier, to me, away from the the West and all those guys, and I mean, not that being second tier is bad. Like you know, what I mean, like he's a good GM. I I, I think that he's in a very extre- he's in an extremely blessed situation. Sure. Um, I don't remember his 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 uh his his start there, so I'm not sure if he was there, if he how much he was involved with the drafting of insert those three big names that they have on a team. Green, Thompson, exactly. Curry. But if he wasn't there, if he's there and he makes them, then, you know, I or actually, then he's probably a tier one if he's there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But if he's not there, he's a tier two guy to me, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's a dope GM. I have confidence in him, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you feel like he makes the right decisions. Right. And now with Brian Colangelo, even though he has a history, where a lot of people point out the bad parts, John, with the with the Toronto Raptors, but they forget the fact that, he signed, helped sign Steve Nash. He yeah. drafted Amari Stoudemire. He drafted Sean Marion, those kind of things. And yeah. people forget Brian Colangelo was the one who did that. And yeah. trading for Kyle Lowry, drafting DeMar DeRozan, Jonas Valanciunas, he did that. Now I mean, he before drafted, last year's playoffs, trading for Kyle Lowry was a, was a great move. And I, no, it's no shot at Kyle. It's no, just, no, no. It's I just, just didn't like that. The, the I didn't like no, how I hear you. Yeah, that yeah just I hear you. But no, the move itself it helped turn the Toronto franchise back around. I mean, yeah, we're, put like this, was, we're spending time right now talking about Toronto. We wouldn't have done that before the college. Yeah, he did that. Now Masai Ujiri has obviously filled in nicely <laughs> in yeah. that role. But all of that being said, it's you know he's had his mistakes, but he's also done a, a decent job so far. Which I was asking people in the Philadelphia area to just give him a chance. Because so many people, as you said, you're either a Sam Hinkie guy or you're not. And the Sam Hinkie people who love Sam Hinkie before what he did looked at Brian Colangelo and said, your father hired, you only have your job because of your father, Jerry yeah, Colangelo. You know, stuff myself. like that. So now when you look at it with the draft and being able to do the things that he did, even last year, Ben Simmons was easy. That's easy. Pick. But Timothy Lewawi Cabarro, 24. Burkhan Korkmaz, 26. I'm excited to see him come over this year. And he's coming over this yeah. year. He's out there. They're not, they haven't announced it officially from the team, but he has signed his release with the Turkish club. He's going to be, become a member of the 76ers for the 17-18 season. So that being said, I just thought Brian Colangelo did a nice job setting himself up with this team now that he really has his hands in it. Markel Fultz, 
was the right pick. Anything else from the draft really surprised you, Where whether it was someone dropping or someone being drafted a little higher than than expected? Malik Monk at number 11 yeah. to the Charlotte Hornets was, was one that. that I wasn't really surprised, but just based on everything that people were saying analyst-wise before the draft, you felt like he was still going to go between that six and maybe nine, ten range, and obviously 11 is not far from that. That 10, of course, is the right. next one. But that being said, the way things kind of fell – I, I, I guess it fell the way I, I really expected it to. Um, yeah, I, I I was a little shocked that Jackson fell. Not that four is that far from the fall, but Josh Jackson. Yeah, I was a little shocked that he that he fell. I really like what uh, Portland did. I like the the I I you know, as a Duke guy, it's weird for me to say this, but I really like Justin Jackson coming out of college. I don't think he's like a special player or anything like that, but I think he's what the league is right now, which is a three. I think he's a three and D guy. Maybe a twelve to fifteen point a night kind of guy. Stretch, come, come out there, stress the fl- stress right. the stress the floor a little bit. That ain't true. That's not true. So get your facts straight. And but he's with the uh, the Sacramento Kings oh, that, via the trade. Yep, you know what I'm looking at right yeah, now. Yeah, Zach Collins is now with the Blazers and that trade because remember Portland had three first round picks and Portland had to move. Just because you well, can't I take just that back. Three. I like I like Sacramento. You like with Sac- like, Sacramento like draft. draft a lot because I like I like Harry Giles too. Fox at f- five, yeah, and then Justin Jackson and Harry Giles fifteen and twenty. I think he's a sleeper in the draft. It's, it was a good draft for Vladi Divac, Scott Perry, and the it's rest. Not, of the and I, I didn't expect to say that about Vladi. I think it's a lot to do more with Scott Perry being that added impacts to the front that office. nineteen pick too. Yes, yes. That, I mean, I, I that that nineteen pick honestly. If you would have talked to me before the draft, I would say that the 2019 pick was be a lock to be a top three pick yeah. for the Sixers, and now I don't think. I think it. Well, it, they're still young, so I they still, still might young. simply lose on merit in the West as we get to it a little later <laughs> with how things are going. Yeah. In, in free agency, the West is like kind of loading up. Though. I like Fox. So I love him in that spot because I think he's a leader. Yeah. And for help to help them turn things around, even though Buddy Heald is quote unquote. The 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 young guy, the the sexier name, based on the fact that they Sacramento traded Steph Curry for Demarcus Cousins <laughs> and all, and Vivek Ranaday wanted him, the general manager. Listen, man, I mean, Darren Fox could help change things there, change that culture. That's what it's really changed that culture. Yeah. So I think the pick itself in nineteen still might be pretty good. Yeah. That being said, um, they're going to be fun to watch. Uh, the uh, one last thing was for on the draft before we move is I like Luke Kennard. I was shocked that he went so high. I actually was Summerlee, He lit he, it up the other day. He, yes, I well, you're was, a Duke guy, so of course you like Luke Kennard. I, yeah, he was the guy that I was started the draft before his stock rose. I was hoping he was like a second round dude. The Sixers could just steal, and then I was kind of hoping when they were saying the Sixers were looking to trade back into the twenties, I was like, oh, Kennard, that dope, and then. Man, out of nowhere, he just became a lottery pick. And as you said, lit it up his first game. <clears throat> I think that Detroit's got some – I like the pick. I think it's a really good pick for them. I'm not necessarily sure what Detroit's got going on. Yeah, I don't love it. It's confusing the over situation there. situation is crazy. Especially when you got Caldwell Pope. As a restricted free agent. Yeah, so like – I, was that insurance? I, I th- just it, in it must case? be. It must, but then that's that's a lot of money. Obviously, it's not money, but that's a lot of money to spend on insurance. To me, right? I, I mean, I don't necessarily know what they should have done instead, but it's a good pick. I just don't 
know it was the right pick for them, for them at that point in time. But I'm interested to watch him play too. Well, I guess overall when you look at his skill set with the shooting that he brings to the NBA, that they don't really have it. So No, they don't. <laughs> even though they drafted Henry Ellenson from Marquette last year, he didn't play a lot. He was known to possibly be that stretch four kind of player. And he had it really didn't work out his rookie year, still had a lot of learning to do. And obviously he's young, so you give him some time. But with Kennard, the thing for me, John, was during his pro day, his agent-driven pro days that they do, yeah, and he, he shot the lights out. So that's when the conversation started talking where he could have gone as high as the Knicks. They were looking at him at eight. Well, looks like they should have took him, right? And here we are. I mean, he goes 12. So the, the, the selection number wasn't surprising. I guess to Detroit, like you said, it's more of I just don't know if I like the fit for him. Fit for him, yeah. And and the whole thing of it's them like trying to just took over for and they had him beat right. Like, you had to take him, but yeah. and you don't know what's going on with Drummond and Jackson. You the rumors that they try to move those guys. Yeah, but Pope is the one they really want to keep, but they don't want to give him four or four hundred million. You just signed well, Reggie Jackson you know, for all that bread. Why and and now because he just doesn't necessarily get along with his teammates. That's that's always been a knock on Reggie Jackson. But hey, it is, the draft pretty much went as planned. Yeah. I thought I thought the Golden State Warriors did a fantastic job, even though they didn't have a first round pick. Yeah, all they did was buy Jordan Bell from the Chicago Bulls in the second round, and he just fits right, right in. into their system. Right to what I was talking about with Bob Myers, man. You find a guy who yeah. just simply fits for what you do. He's almost like a Draymond Green clone. And, yeah. And now let's see what happens because right away Draymond Green called Bob Myers. If you heard Bob Myers talking about it, we was basically cursing him out. And then he got the number for Jordan Bell, called Jordan Bell. It's like, congratulations. Then start giving it to him. You're ready to work. This guy, Jordan Bell, is going to fit in Nicely. Patrick McCall, second year, another yeah. second-round pick for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Contributed in game five in a, in, a, in a closeout game. So I just thought that that was another move for me in the NBA draft that I thought went really well. Just shout-outs to Villanova guy Josh Hart, selected in the first round, into the first round, last pick. Congrats. To the Lakers, uh, good spot for him, young team, up-and-coming team. Never know how it's going to happen, but he did, in fact, sneak into the first round. Guaranteed, guaranteed money. Guaranteed money. Good work for him. Yeah, Good work for sure, for, for sure. All right, transitioning to right now, again, as John pointed out earlier, July 2nd. Free agency started at 12.01, July 1, and everyone was glued to social media. And why is that? Because stuff just started happening. Stuff you started happened. hearing things before free agency kicked off. You already got the Paul George trade. Let's start with that, John. Paul George, out of nowhere, I was shocked, to Oklahoma City, handing over Victor Oladipo and also Demodis Sabonis to the Indiana Pacers. John, when I was doing the show that night, on Friday night, at around 9.30, 10 o'clock, and that news broke, I couldn't believe it. That was Friday night, yep. I couldn't believe it. I, I still can't believe that it. Was a, that was a team that we never heard when it came to Paul George. It was I didn't always even Boston, think about them. L.A., obviously, and maybe Houston, sometimes Portland. Other than that, there was nothing there that said Paul George was going to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So my quick reaction from an OKC standpoint is, is good job. Good, good job. You got your guys some help. And stranger things have happened, and by no stretch of imagination do I feel like this puts them over the top. I don't even think this gets them past the second round. Um, if it gets them to the second round, depending on their first-round matchup. But 
if you're an OKC fan, if you're an OKC guy, what you got to lose with this deal? You get out of that terrible Depot contract. You give up a first-round draft pick for this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and by everything barring injury to Westbrook, that first-round draft pick wasn't going to be a lottery pick anyway. And this is supposedly yeah, not a 20s. strong draft anyway. So what really are you giving up? So from OKC standpoint, point blank, great deal. For the Pacers, what the hell are they thinking? When when I heard yesterday that reports came out that they just didn't want to trade him in the East because they didn't want him to be in the East because they didn't want to trade to I'm thinking, like, well, that's just dumb. Yeah. Like, that's just dumb. That's, like, it's just dumb. Atlanta reportedly offered you four first-round draft picks for this dude. Four first-round draft picks. You said, nah, okay. Fine, whatever. I can sell myself on the point on, on the on the fact that hey, maybe you just thought Paul was going to re up. Cool, I, like fine. I don't really get into the whole oh well. Boston said they were going to do this, and Boston because I I think Danny Ainge and them are the the kings of the oh I was about to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we was about to do that, but it just didn't happen. Like I, I, it, it, it has nothing to do with my bias towards Boston. I just think that that's what Danny Ainge does. Every single year, Danny Ainge is linked to a trade, and it's always this dope trade that would put the Celtics over the top, and they're always about to do it, and they just never do it. So I don't even buy into that. But when they said that they didn't want to trade them to an East team, I thought that was just moronic, and I didn't understand it. I still don't get it. I don't understand. I thought I, I'll never. I was at my man's house. <clears throat> I was walking up the steps. I just went downstairs to use his bathroom. Walking up the steps, and he goes, "Yo, PG just got traded." So I'm thinking, Cavs. All right, cool. Like bet LeBron and them. Then they didn't. They didn't. He didn't call in some 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 help. I thought it was about to be some trade that didn't even involve Kevin Love. Like I. Yeah. I'm, that's that's what I thought. I, that was what I was expecting. With, then, with no GM. With no GM. Because, <laughs> I mean, at that point in time, you just got to pay LeBron that couple of dollars. He's your GM. All right. But, and then he said, OKC. And I was just like, huh? It, I I don't really know what Indiana's doing. I I am happy that I'm not an Indiana Pacers fan. In all honesty, because I, I don't, if I'm a Pacers fan, I have no idea what to say. Like, what if you're a Pacers fan and are you buying tickets next year to watch Olin Depot beat? Because he's their guy now. Well, Miles Turner, I would say their guy. Guy. My, my, I like Miles. I think Miles can yeah, play. So but today's he, NBA. No, I understand. This center ain't your guy. Unless no. his name I'm biased. Unless your name's Joel Embiid, who just seems to be a freak of nature and different or, or Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns. Towns. Yeah. Or Anthony Davis. Unless you're one of those three, yeah. I don't see that in Miles. And I could be wrong. He could he could have Poor Zingas. I mean, yes. But he's not a center. I, like I'm just talking hey, about flat out. No, but they're gonna play him as center because of his ability. Because of his ability. Okay, yeah. fine. You can even lump. But he's not them. But yeah, it's just four guys where you look at it in that in that in that realm, and you say, yeah, that's it. When six when 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 your season when Sixers schedule comes out and you're looking at games they want to go to, like you're not asking yourself, dang, when they play the Pacers, I want to no, see Miles. Play. Only Paul George. Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't get the deal, man. I think it's. I think it's I think it I think the deal is good and bad for the league. I think it's good because you get 
Paul George out there with Westbrook, and you get to see what that looks like. And he, it, for everyone, it ain't going to be by no means are they going to be Westbrook and Kevin Durant because he's not Kevin Durant. He's good. He's just not KD. No, he's not. But it's bad for the league because it's when ESPN put up that what was it? Their top fourteen players in league ranking, or whatever, and the only guy that was in the East was LeBron. Mm-hmm. It's just like, damn. Uh, who what's, what's who's going in the on? East? Like, who's in the East? If Embiid was healthy, even though he's only played one year, he would have been consideration, but it just wasn't enough. Had he played still, what, close to 70 games, it just would not have been enough. But outside of that, when you look at guys being on the move, and again, as we talk about stuff happening before free agency really kicked off, Jimmy Butler was traded on draft night. Draft night. So he went to Minnesota. He left the East. That's another guy who left the East. So the cupboard is real bare. He he lost out on some money too, bro. Yeah, but. um, I mean, it's it's cool. Winning and the losing, it's a big difference. That's. Yeah, but two hundred million dollars. Two hundred million is two hundred million. Two hundred million is a lot of reasons. Two hundred million is two hundred million. He would have had two hundred million reasons why he's not mad. He's in yeah. Chicago. A couple more years, he'll be in that situation where he can get that. So yeah, you know, he'll he'll take those short deals that you were talking about, right? With the two years and maximize that, and then of course get to that opportunity to. I mean, that, that's get another that thing. Money. Hey, tip my cat to him. Yeah, I mean. They're not about to beat the Warriors. Yeah, just taking it back to the draft. I mean, with the trade. Yeah. Just to let everybody know, Jimmy Butler to Minnesota for Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and the number seven overall pick, which turned out to be Lowry Markkinen. And the great part about the GMing from Tibbs was he not only did he get Jimmy Butler, he stole the Chicago Bulls' number 16 pick, where it was like, why did you give him that? You had the leverage. You just, had the leverage. Just keep take seven and keep your 16, build your young team. As you just stated, stated that Indiana it was a bad trade for them. That was a bad trade for the Bulls. That's a terrible trade. And for the, the Minnesota Bulls, Timberwolves look pretty good. So even if Zach turns out to be coming off an ACL, coming off by the injury, the way. bouncing back or whatever, even if Chris Dunn develops, well, I, I hope he does. I mean, defensively he was NBA ready. Offensively he did struggle. Even if he does, even if they do pan out, it's still a terrible deal because, like you just said. Why did y'all give up sixteen? Keep it, man. Build. Why would <laughs> if 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 the Celtics here go if the Celtics would have traded for Paul George, please believe Indiana wasn't giving up their first round pick in that. Yeah, I, I like I I don't I. You said your line when you say GMs got to do their job. Do your job. I, that's a sign of a GM that did not do his job. To me, it's Paxson a, didn't do his job. It's a form of tanking. But it's not good enough. You right, right. The tanking process that everyone refers to, and it's it wasn't just the Sixers that tanked. The Lank, Every, the yeah. Lakers tanked. Teams though, the Sixers. The Knicks just have went, been tanking. They just, they just didn't have the draft picks. Yeah, they were just real, real. Deliberate these teams were tanking, and it's sad that we can we, we can look at fifteen and sixteen year olds and we're tanking for them, right? But but from what I'm reading, it ain't that right now. We just missed this crazy wave of talent coming into the league, mm-hmm. right? Every year, the next great thing is coming into the league. And, I, you know, I think this draft is going to be – this draft is probably going to resemble a lot like uh, last year's with Simmons and Ingram being like a real top-heavy draft, like, you know, two or three dudes in the yeah. draft. But but this one was said to be at least eight deep. The one that just happened. Yeah. Yeah, but next year's – Next year, no. And then, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a geek, so I look at the one out there. I think that one has a little bit more in it. But my thing is is that it's not like there's this LeBron, Wiggins, 
Simmons, dudes that are supposed to be in these next couple drafts, that it makes sense if you're Chicago, if you're tanking. And why not get a future first? You got nothing in return except for a dude coming off of ACL. The, the what was it? The fifth pick? Sixth seventh, pick? The, seventh, seventh pick in the draft this year. And, yeah, the and uh, last year's lottery pick. So technically you got three first round picks, but you gave up one. Mm-hmm. Four. A top all, 10 player. An all-world kind of guy. Top 10, top 15 player. A face of a franchise guy. Yeah. Now, you know, we've all heard, I'm sure you've heard, we've all heard our own little things of how Jimmy is. And I've heard he's not the greatest guy in a locker room. But how how, how many times are guys not great guys in a locker room when their team's just not winning? Mm-hmm. And you put them in a situation, not that Minnesota's about to win. But he has better talent. Much better talent. He might be playing with the next great thing in the league with Andrew Wiggins if he could take that thing. Or Carl Anthony Towns. I don't get it. Yeah, I thought it was a lot. <laughs> I, I get thought, the Bulls, I man. thought it was a lopsided That's trade. That's fan base I'm glad I'm not a fan of. Yeah, right I, I, I don't even like watching them. Even with Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade and Rondo there last year. That's just, one team I'm going to be happy that's not going to be on TNT that much this yeah, year. Yeah, I just didn't enjoy watching them. Wade's so, got to get out of there. Yeah, he, but he already uh, he already picked up his option for that $24 million. He's got $24 million <laughs> reasons why. He's, he's cool. But, that, was, that was my favorite. So I, not, not to get sidetracked, even though we always get sidetracked. Of course. That was my favorite moment from that little two- to three-day period. When Wade sent that tweet out saying, if I was blah, blah, blah's age and averaging what yep. I average, cool. Yeah, but you'd also be, we'd be projecting what you're about to be. Mm-hmm. We're watching what you just Are. were, and we're now saying, you ain't going to probably be that next yeah. year. But when my man said, look, I got, I said, it's 24 million reasons why I came back here. Here you go. I'm happy that he kept it real. It's just the money to me right now. It's just the money. They should buy him out. Give him. Let him do what he needs to do. 20, he gets 24 this year. They buy him out for like t- close to 20 and just let him do what he has to do. 20, save us $4 million. He go sign his, sign his little league minimum, play with LeBron, come off the bench, don't play all season, and then all of a sudden in the playoffs, he gives you a game. Mm-hmm. Still won't beat the Warriors. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah, so I, you're right. The lopsided <clears throat> deal with the Indiana Pacers and Oklahoma City Thunder. The only thing that I think John Indiana was looking at was the fact that Victor Oladipo is an Indiana guy. Went to university. Of, I mean, went to Indiana University, and he simply just decided to. They they decided that we have to sell tickets somehow. That ain't true. That's not true. So get your facts straight. I'm I'm trying to help him out, John. I I know I'm I'm reaching. <laughs> I'm reaching. I'm trying, but, it, I'm trying to figure out who's the guy that's going to help him sell the tickets. I, I don't know. I don't know. This is the only. But the Indiana is a basketball place. That city. Yeah. You've been there. I mean, that, yeah. that place is. That, so the tickets will sell. The hey, excitement won't necessarily be in the building. So I, I'll say that and I'll agree with you there. Let's get ready to move on to a few more things that, that happened on, on uh, uh, Friday night heading into Saturday's. Free agency at twelve oh one, you started seeing some things also, where names just simply started coming out. Agreements. The one thing when you talk about Minnesota, Jeff Teague signed a three year, 
$57 million that's, that's a nice deal pickup for them. to be their point guard because earlier in the day, John, on Friday, Ricky Rubio was traded to the Utah Jazz. Nice pickup because simply, be, simply because they knew that they weren't going to be able to what? Do exactly what? Bring George Hill back. Yeah. At, at the number that he was going, that the number that he was going to get, right? So with that, they went out and got Rubio, who's a professional point guard, great passer. We all know that. Underrated defense. His shooting has always been his his Achilles heel, but for that particular team where all he has to do is run that team, put the passes, his his defense is always good, always good. People underrate his defense. So, again, with that, with Rudy Gobert, they just re-signed Joe Ingles. They're still trying – who was Gordon Hayward's best friend, of course, by the way, so let's Mm -hmm. don't forget about that while he's he's still out there doing his recruiting tour. Don't re-sign there. Run. Go back to Utah, Gordon. Run. That's not a bad lineup. It's not a bad lineup if it's in the East. It'd be a great lineup in the East. In the West, what's that lineup? But they're still you? young. Gordon Hayward's like 25, 26. Rubio's 25, 26. Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm Gordon Hayward, I, like, I, I can't resign there. Because that, that lineup's good. It's, it's, I, I, I always get so much in trouble for this because I say it's cool. And, and way I, the way I say it's cool, it's so like. It's like it's okay. Yeah, like it's okay. Like, but that's just how I feel. I I. I think that it's just cool. You know what they'll be to me? They'll be the Clippers. They'll be the team that on paper. I have more faith in Quinn Snyder than Doc Rivers. I'm just saying. Well, you should. Yeah. <laughs> you should. Cause I'm just saying. Because I don't think that all that Chris Paul stuff is not. I'm not going to say all made of up. it. I, I ain't going to say all of it is real, but all of it ain't fake. It's not made up. It ain't up. all alternative facts. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, I, 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 I'll give you more faith in Quinn, but I don't. Rudy Gobert, I like him. I think he's okay. I, I think he can play. I like um I like Hayward. I like Rubio. Like I think he's if he can stay healthy, he's a man. very, very good point guard. I, I don't I, I don't know. I, I, I think that Utah didn't necessarily get better. I think they did enough to stay where they're at. Okay. And I mean They did make a trade during the draft to pick up. Donovan Mitchell from Louisville, guard, combo guard, so mm-hmm. he might help them out rotational-wise where it doesn't hurt them. You give yeah. them some toughness and stuff. And now, again, it's a rookie on a playoff team, so you're not asking a lot of him. But they do have enough people, again, where where you're talking about Hayward, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert, and, and Rubio, and also guys that they simply have off the bench. Joe Johnson comes back for one more year. My man, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson's still getting buckets. And gonna get that anything money. else that they do via free agency, because you know they're not going to stand still. They have a, that's a hard place to get free agents to come to. Yeah, but I mean, you got somebody like Joe Johnson to come there. So that's but you got Joe Johnson on the end. But he contributed in the postseason. That's yeah, why you get him. All right. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> but but all, all in all, I just thought that the, the Rubio trade, of course, and then back to the Minnesota Timberwolves, where they added Jeff T, traded for Jimmy Butler. They also have. Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Gorgie Jang. Then today, July 2nd, we see that ESPN was reporting that Taj Gibson, another former Bull, another former player for Tom Thibodeau, signs for a two-year, $28 million deal to join the Minnesota Timberwolves. So now if Taj Gibson is starting, you're looking at a lineup of Teague, Butler, Wiggins, Gibson, Towns, Gorgie Jang off the bench, and we'll see what else happens there. You drafted Justin Patton. No more Nick Pekovich. That's a young guy, but he can at least give you maybe 10 minutes. 
as a backup center in today's league. Minnesota, like you say, they may not win. It's going to be tough in the West. They may not win the West or they may not get to the Western Conference Finals. But, but, man, they look a lot more fun. Every Knicks fan just listened to everything you just said, and, and they're praying to their God, or whomever their beliefs may be. They're praying that somehow, some way, they find a way to get Joakim Noah on that team. <laughs> Bring it all back. <laughs> let's get let's get the real Bulls going over Bring here. Bring the band back together. I, yeah, but I, I like I like what Minnesota did, man. Um, I think that they did enough to make themselves a conversational piece in. Last year, so many people picked them to win 50 games, and they underachieved. I think Andrew, maybe not. Maybe it was just they just rushed it a little too much. I think I think I think we were a year ahead. I don't think they're a 51 team yet. I think they're and they have veterans now. Yeah, I I, I think that you're going to learn a lot about Andrew Wiggins this year. Absolutely. I think that I um, Carl Anthony Towns. It's time for those two to show why they are why they were the back to back rookie of the years. I mean, point, like point blank. I yeah. just think that a lot of the pressure is, will, in fact, you're right, be on. Like it's time to get. It's time to get better. It's time to make themselves. Cat and Wiggins. It's time for them to not just be good. It's time for them to say, "I'm special." Take that next step. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Just jumping now. A lot of news around the league, so let's just keep it moving. Let's let's go to Philadelphia, right where we are. What a lot of people anticipated. With the 76ers having close to $50 million in cap space, on Friday they had to make a decision if they were going to pick up the option of veteran shooting guard Gerald Henderson. He had a $9 million number. The cap hit was only going to be $1 million, and they gave him the $1 million and released him. So they had a roster spot and picked up some extra money onto their cap. And what they did with it, we already suspected it with the $40-plus million that they were going to have, they went out and signed J.J. Redick for one year, $23 million, and I thought it was a fantastic move. It was what they need in regards to the shooting, the defensive presence that he brings as a team guy. I don't think it's as bad as everyone makes it. No, he's bad. a good – He yeah. look who he's going against in the West. Yeah. He's going to get cooked, but yeah, he never ain't quits. Ain't none of them dudes in the East. As he we've never, said, ain't nobody in ever the East now. quits. And with that, he's also that veteran that they could also help in the, using the locker room. He's a tough, fierce, fiery guy. They need that on the floor in the practice in the practice facility when they're getting their work in, in-game, somebody that they can lend their – just basically he can lend his ear as a veteran who's been there, who's been in big playoff games, who's been to the NBA Finals, in, in the NBA playoffs every single year of his, his long career, John. He's been in the NBA playoffs. A lot of people don't realize that, but 10, 11 years in the postseason is 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 a long season, and he does it every single year. $23 million for one year, John, not a bad deal at all. I think that the contract itself is an excellent deal. Uh, J.J. Reddick obviously can't be mad at getting a $23 million payday. Uh, as a Sixers guy, you, didn't, you signed a big-name free agent, not necessarily huge, but, you know, a good free agent. And you didn't sign him to a long term deal, which is what you know, I don't want to speak for you, but I didn't want I didn't want them to 
<clears throat> get someone for four to five years. No. Or anything like that. No, the only three thing I was, was doing was max. three. Three was my max. Absolutely. And I, I, in that three, I was hoping it was a three-year deal with, a, with an option after the yep. second. Absolutely. But you got this guy for a one-year deal. And to me, it represents the next step. Because J.J., as it's been documented, he was so anti the process. And he was vocal about the yes, tanking and stuff like that. So for him to be the guy to come here, for him to be the one. Now, granted, he's got 23 million reasons why he should sign in Philadelphia. But at the same time, it's big. That's a huge signing. So I, I think, again, Colangelo, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased and I'm, I'm happy with that. I, I really am. And, I, you know, I don't want to talk like this, but God forbid that it doesn't, the season doesn't go right. Well, then now you've got someone that's going to be a desirable piece at the trade deadline with a friendly contract that's going to, that con, a contender will give you assets back for. And the name of the game is to have as many, as Sam showed us, the name of the game is to have as many assets as you could possibly have so that when it's time to cash in, you can cash in. Absolutely. Same thing with the draft. Where a yeah. lot of people are upset with giving up those picks, possibility of giving up the picks. Can't use all of them. No, you can't, can't use all. Can't them. spend the money on all of Danny Ainge is doing. You can't <laughs> so, use all them draft picks. Man. So with with this move again, just a fantastic move by the 76ers right now. I don't know how you feel about this, but my lineup would be obviously Markel Fultz, number one overall pick, Ben Simmons, JJ Redick, Robert Covington, and Joel Embiid. I would have defensively. I would have because of today's NBA, where there are simply not a lot of bangers, where you have to worry about Ben Simmons getting in foul trouble. There are a lot of stretch fours, as we talk about. Ben Simmons defensively will be my my four man guarding who's out there opposite him. Basically, whoever defends him, Robert Covington will guard my three, and of course, one and two, my two guards would be Fultz and, and Reddick. So the lineup is simply balanced, no matter how you look at it. Offensively, it might be different simply because of Ben Simmons handling the ball a lot. But how often do we see LeBron James do what he does, and he still has JJ Reddick? I mean, excuse me, he has J.R. Smith and Kyrie Irving out there in the wing. So there's no difference. It's a regular, normal, balanced lineup with a unique skill set of a 6'10 player being able to handle the ball the way he does. So I think the Sixers are in a good spot. And a few, like an hour and a half later, they went out and spent one year, $11 million, on a veteran big man who also has been in the NBA Finals, who has been in the Eastern Conference Finals, who's been in the playoffs multiple years with the Detroit Pistons, Toronto Raptors, and the Boston Celtics, and that is Amir Johnson. Another, in my opinion, John, good, solid pickup, not only for what happens on the floor production-wise, but that voice on the floor in the locker room to teach and help the young players like Joel Embiid, Rashawn Holmes, who knows what happened with Jaleel Okafor. That being said, it doesn't hurt again to spend the money on a guy like him for the one year to be not just things on the floor, but a great veteran in that locker room. That sounds like a team I can't wait to play with on 2K. Why not? I mean, look, Absolutely. Check it up. Check rock. <laughs> I just want to play with the Sixers let's have in 2K it, right? in 2018, bro. Yeah, yeah, let's have it. So Sixers all around so far start things off with free agency, and they, all they do is go out there and they just simply did good, good work when you look at exactly what the Sixers did by adding Fultz, Reddick, and Amir Johnson so far in this young offseason. On to Toronto. Kyle Lowry, <laughs> another Philadelphia guy. We love talking about him. Kyle Lowry announced via Players' Tribune that he has re-signed with the Toronto Raptors. It was not the five-year 
$200 million deal. A lot of people expect it. You, you know, this, that's what the market is. That's what the market says. That's what happens. Steph Curry got his. Five for 201, as you mentioned earlier. <sighs> Five for 201. Kyle Lowry went three for 100. <laughs> so he went for $33 million a year. Great deal for him. Great deal for the Toronto Raptors to be able to keep him. And not only did they do that with Kyle Lowry, they also brought back Serge Ibaka on a three-year, $60-plus million deal, John. Uh, is Serge still shooting three-pointers? That's why I didn't want him in Philadelphia. Okay. I'm not even going to bash Serge. I've but he made, lost I've, a step. I've made it very clear how I feel about Serge Ibaka. Um, I, I like the deal for Lowry. I like the years for the Raptors. Um, I'm just I'll probably need a week or two just to get over like to get accustomed to all these all the money because uh, it should be I, used to it by now. I can't. Well, no, last year when Drew was crazy. Holiday signs for five years, one twenty five. That blows my mind. <laughs> he's a hundred million dollar player, and I like Drew Holiday. Right. Um. So I, outside of the money aspect, I get it. I just don't think if I'm Toronto. All I did was bring back my team from last year. So what is my plan? I'm not better than the Celtics still. Mm-hmm. I'm not better than the Cavs, and they haven't done anything. I'm not better than the Wizards. I'm not better than uh, – all right, so I'm the fourth best team in the East. So I just spent $165 million today to be what I was last what year. What were your options, though? Start over. You gave DeMar DeRozan that big contract last year. All right. You're going to ride with DeMar DeRozan as your feature guy? I mean, he's my feature guy right now. No, he's not. He's not. He doesn't mean more than Kyle Lowry does. I, I mean, I, I think DeRozan's better than Lowry. But he doesn't mean more to that team. I would have said I agree with you. I would have agreed with you prior to the playoffs this year. I, I can't get over Lowry not playing. I just can't. So, to me, that was a shift. And if I'm a player on that team, I look at them differently. I look at Lowry a little differently than I, I don't. Because I've never seen the way he plays, the way he busted. I can never look at Kyle Lowry and say he dogged it or didn't play. Not that he dogged it, but the year before we're in the playoffs, you call up Ty Lue, the opposing coach, which I'm like, why are you calling the opposing it's one coach? One of his mentors, guys. I understand he what you're saying. Him right yeah, now. I, I got you. All right, so here you go. I'll give you a pass on that. We go play them dudes again the next year, and you don't even like you just you just pretty much just let us go to war by ourselves, and you just like yo, I ain't got nothing to do with this one. What, what was the injury again? It was a uh, and it was it the was it the ankle or Achilles or something? It was the ankle, I think. It, it was, was something that had everyone he, say, "Oh, you can you can like come on, man." Well, he played with a broken hand before the All Star game, and then you can't play with a all right. I'm not – I am a fan of Kyle Lowry just in general, and I will never knock another man for getting his money. Mm-hmm. They're going to give it to you, take it. I just – to me, I would have rather – outside of the money, I would have rather seen – I think a guy like him needs to go somewhere where he doesn't have as much pressure on him. I think that a San Antonio would have made a little more sense to go there. I think that – hell, I think a Houston, prior to Chris Paul, which we didn't even – which that was next. That's crazy. <laughs> I, outside of Chris Paul, before Chris Paul goes there, I, I, Houston would have made a little more sense to me. But I mean, it's uh, 
you just spent 165 million dollars to 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 stay sane. To stay in to the stay top the four. Same. Stay, stay in the top four. I hear what but, you're saying. Yeah, and I here you go. And honestly, it ain't a guarantee that they're gonna be top four. And I'm not even trying to be on the the Sixers bandwagon. I think that Milwaukee, Jabari Parker's healthy. Mm-hmm. Why can't they? Why can't they crack that top four this year? So Possible. if that if that happens, Jabari you spend Parker, 165 yeah. million dollars to take a step back. Just doesn't make sense to me. Well, I part of I think it was Boston, Cleveland, Washington, Toronto, Milwaukee, Atlanta. Atlanta drops out. Detroit drops. I mean, excuse me, Indiana, Chicago drops out. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. And then also with Toronto, they lost PJ Tucker yep. to those to those teams that we, we we were just talking about with the Houston Rockets with Chris Paul for four years, thirty two million dollars. So jumping back to that, what happened before free agency? Chris Paul. Trade it from the LA Clippers. Trade it, not signed as a free agent. Trade it for an eight-player deal, headlined by still, Patrick like Beverly, I'm... Lou Williams, Sam Decker, Montrez Harrell, and just four other guys who they just needed to pick up for uh, contract trade purposes, purposes yeah. con- contract purposes. And Chris Paul joining the Houston Rockets. That's a uh, again. You're not going to do anything. You might win two games in the series against Golden State, but it does help. I think that I tip my cap to the Houston, Houston organization, Maury, Maury in, in particular, for not doing what every other GM is doing right now, which is washing their hands saying, yo, we can't get with these dudes. I like the approach. At least they're trying. Mm-hmm. At least he's like, well, look, I got to do something because I can't just wait around five years for these dudes to roll because I'm not, I'm not going to have this job in five years. I'm going to do something. Now, all the players you gave up. Now, granted, half of none dudes, of them don't even matter. Yeah, the only ones that really matter in that deal, Sam Decker don't matter to me. The dude that mattered was Lou Will in that deal. Patrick it, Beverly. Well, you had to because yeah, you, you can't get, have he and Chris Paul. You had to get L.A. wants something back. They right. want a starting point guard. They got Patrick. Yeah, Beverly. so Patrick Beverly to me was the guy that had to be in the deal. Lou Will should not have been in the deal to me because if you're going to beat Golden State. You can't have a third, a three minute, five minute, a ten minute drought of scoring. You need scoring all the time. They still have six man in the year and Eric Gordon. I like Eric Gordon, but I'm just I'm a Lou Will fan. I, but if you're the Clippers, for everything that you're pointing out, that's why you said I have to have Lou Williams in this deal, especially with us losing J. We know we're going to probably lose JJ Redick now. Austin Rivers is going to step into that well, starting if you're the spot. You just you just went back to But I'm just saying you all of a candy error. No, I think they'll still be in that bottom fighting for the bottom of the playoffs. You know, you're you're the second person to tell me that and I think that's just crazy talk. I think that is crazy talk. I, I don't it. trust Blake Griffin. I think a lot of he and Doc Rivers they're the reason why they are in the position that they are. He got 173. 175 for five years. 175 for a dude that still can't be on, that technically should not be on the floor in, the, in, in closing closing minutes of the fourth quarter because he still can't hit foul shots. Well, he can hit him pretty good. Are you confident with him going to the line? 70%. All right. 77%. All right. Yeah. But he, I just don't trust I don't him like all his around. Offensive game. Yeah. I don't like And like a lot of guys, we're going to see how good Blake really is right now without a real point guard. Patrick Beverly, no disrespect. But he ain't Chris Paul He's as far Chris as distributing Paul. that rock and putting you in position to score. Mm-hmm. 
They did run a lot of their offense through Blake Griffin, though. Remember when Chris Paul was out when during, during the time that he was injured? It's, and, it's, and they were it, rolling. He he looked pretty good. It's one thing to do it for seventeen to thirty, to seventeen to 15, seventeen to yeah. twenty three games a season, and it's another yeah. thing for it to be for eighty two. Eighty two. I understand. And then we go into the playoffs, and I need you to do it for seven. I understand. But again, just back to like you said, Lou Williams. If I'm the Clippers, I'm saying I need Lou Williams in this deal because you're getting my player. You're getting my top player. What they, they give DeAndre last year? Do you remember? Over a hundred million. That's all we need to know. So let's just say we'll call it a hundred. Mm-hmm. Clippers spent $273 million to fight for a playoff spot. And not win. To fight for a playoff spot and not win. But they always got rocked by the Golden State No, 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 no. Always. $173 million to a dude that needs a point guard. Uh Uh-uh, 175. Excuse me. Listen, let's not shortchange that man. That's two million. million. Yeah. 175. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Yo, Kia better be what? There better be some Kia commercials or yeah. something, bro. Yeah. But how do you look at this Houston team now with Paul James? We know James Harden down They're the stretch. He was really, really tired. He They're was interesting. Really, a lot of people pointed out the fact that he came up small, all that stuff in the closeout game. Listen, man, the way they play in Dan Tony's offense, they were gassed. Not an excuse right. for James Harden, but this now alleviates some of that where they can play off one another and all of the ball, well, all of the on-ball pl- pressure, he just, he just flat out was bad. <laughs> he but, looked at and said, look, why am I going to extend this? <laughs> he ain't got no chance All the on-ball, they, they're able to now share the rock where it looks like they can take some of the pressure off of one another, allowing each other to play off the ball, not necessarily relax. But, again, I think it'll work out with those two in the backcourt. I like what Houston did. I think they took a chance. Still have Trevor Reza. You bring back Nene on his contract. Yeah. And Clint Capella is also still there. Again, P.J. Tucker signed four years, $32 million. They still do have a nice team. So um, I, in order for me to, to, to tell you how I feel about Houston or what I think was next for Houston, I have to talk about my pet peeve. And it's my pet peeve is that anytime there's a big name free agent, the Lakers and Knicks just automatically just put themselves in the hat and they think they're going to get. Now, granted, the Lakers look a little bit better, but that's before Alonzo Ball steps on the court. He steps on that court and he don't look good. All of a sudden, yeah, we don't know yet. They're not as attractive. We don't know yet. So, D'Angelo Russell traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Right. I think what Houston did was they made themselves a destination next season for big name free agents. They got the second piece to their puzzle. So now I think they probably wanted to get Paul mm. George. I think that they, Oh, girl, of course they, they would have loved to, but well, hell, they probably could have traded for it. Cause it ain't like, OKC okay, gave up anything. They get them anyway. They gave up that eight man package. <laughs> hell yeah. Like, yo, they should have just held off Sam Deckard and Lou will and sent them to Indiana for, and, and gave them two first round draft picks. And, and Patrick Beverly. Cause they just lost. Their Sam Decker guard, looks Jeff like he could T. be a pacer. Je- <laughs> it's the white boy effect. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that um, <laughs> I think that they, I think I know everyone thinks LeBron is has a, like the Lakers written all over him, right? It's no, like I got a theory on this. I think Houston, I think Houston put themselves in the mix because they got one of the guys on the banana boat. Melo Mello might take the trade. And if Melo gets traded there, that's two guys 
they're on that banana boat. Which means, now I know the money, but there's always a way to figure out the money. The money can be figured out if it needs to be figured out. So if you get two guys on a banana boat there now, what makes you think that the main guy on the banana boat won't think about coming there? Although and, I told you who I really think he's going to go to. And Dwayne Wade had a, I don't know if it was a Snapchat or Instagram, where he was on a boat by himself. And yeah. he basically pointed out the boat was empty. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> so the, 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 here, here's, he's, a, he's an excellent follow right now, is too, he? man. He's okay. an excellent follow right now. Here's my thing, too, with, with the, the banana boat guys, as you just pointed out with Chris Paul. Again, he was traded. He didn't sign a new contract. He has one year left on his deal. Right. LeBron James, everybody has him rumored to the Los Angeles Lakers. He has one year left on his deal. Yep. Carmelo Anthony has a two-year deal, second-year option player. Give him the buyout, Knicks. Just give him the buyout, bro. Pay Dwayne the $40 million for him to go away. Picked up that 24, as you mentioned earlier. This is last year on that deal. Yeah. All four of them potentially could be free agents next summer. Okay. I don't know where, I don't know when, I don't know how, but this might be their last chance while they still have legs and life in their game. Well, three of those to go guys out have there. legs because I don't think Dwayne Wade has really any life. Right, to be but with but you. He, but again, that those first of all, he and and LeBron know how to play off of each other. So yeah. that that's a bonus right away. But I don't know he, where he's I don't know the where fourth option out of that banana boat crew. I, absolutely, I don't know where it's going to be, and I'm sure he won't mind it. But the opportunity for all four of those guys to get together next offseason is, I would not rule it out whatsoever. I'd be fascinated to look at salary caps. Uh, you know, that's that's my homework. Where would I'm, they go? I'm going to. Because you just said Houston, and I don't see it. Because no, of James. No, all, all four of them can't go there. Yeah. Because somebody, Melo going, Melo, or I mean, if Melo takes a four, if they, if they buy him out, he, oh, they own 50, I think, right? Uh yes. They so let's just say they 50, buy fifty four. Let's just say they buy him out for forty. Okay. They cut him a forty million dollar check. All right, he might take a little bit less. LeBron's not taking less. He's made that clear. He's not taking less. He doesn't less have anymore. to. He doesn't have. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have. To. James Harden's already in Houston, so he can't. He's already. You know, I mean, I don't know. He just he, he just re up. So, I he right. Houston's out of the mix. You know, it's going to be an interesting decision. You know, you know who would be. I think Dallas. Cuban would do it. Because Cuban would do it. He'll pay the luxury tax. And he will whine and dine the hell out of them. And, oh, by the way, he wasn't on the banana boat, but Dirk can be your center for a one last run. Dirk can come off the bench, stretch the floor. You know, like, just thinking off the top of my head, as far as thinking who's going to have money, Dallas. I'm glad you pointed out because I have no idea. But that's the only team I think has money. But my whole thing is just the theory of it. It will be a story next summer. It will be a story next summer. But you know where I think the you know where I think LeBron ends up. I think I think quiet as is kept outside of the banana boat crew linking. Mm-hmm. If that does not happen, because I do think that's his number one objective is to play with the to man. Yeah, I think together. that's his I think that's what he wants. Not the Chris not the Paul George LA kind of thing. Nah, I okay. don't think All I don't right. think cuz I it's just it's just like you said that's just not his main. Like it's they're cool, he respects them, but like that's just not his guy. He wants to play with his guys. Cool. If he doesn't play with them, I think San Antonio is actually the place he would go. I think that that mm. press conference would have LeBron saying how he's always wanted to play for Popovich. 
he, he he's already talked about how he feels though Pop is the greatest coach ever. Now, mm-hmm. some thought that that was a shot at Phil. Mm-hmm. Probably was. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it ain't a wild thing to say. Kawhi Leonard's there. He is on wax. He's on video. He's on everything you could possibly imagine giving Kawhi the respect that he deserves as far Outside as. Outside of the thing that, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that he's not one of the most respected guys in the NBA from his upper class peers like LeBron and those guys where they felt like Kawhi might be a product of his system. I think even that, though in the finals when I, you would see LeBron, you were there, you were covering yes. those finals. I think he would look at him like, "Oh my God!" Here I he think comes. offensively, but defensively, it ain't it ain't no system. Not, nothing you can say. There's no system. That's just one on one basketball. I'm locking you up, and you're yeah. not gonna get buckets today. Right. Right. I, I think San Antonio. I to me, LeBron is such the historian and the intellectual guy on the court, and he respects the game and yada yada yada, blase blase. I think that. A guy like him would love to play for Popovich. Gotcha. Would love it. Gotcha. And I think that just like they here's they're another team that I feel as though is willing to chalk this year. They're trying to get rid of Lamarcus. They threw the feelers out there. Unfortunately, ain't nobody biting. That's a bad mm-hmm. contract. Mm-hmm. Somebody will bite eventually. Yeah. Somebody or cut him a check. Roll. Go home. Like, you know what I mean? If that's what it takes, he can go. I think I, – I don't think he stays in Cleveland. I think the writing's on the wall. He's not staying in Cleveland. If I was Cleveland, I would beg him to allow us to trade him so we can get something for him, and it's not like last time because I think they're going to lose a lot of people. Yeah. I think they lose Kyrie too. I think – Wouldn't surprise me. I, I wouldn't be shy. Wouldn't surprise me because a lot of people kept talking that Kevin Love stuff, which I understand it's the easiest one to get rid of. Yeah. He's always the whipping boy. Kevin Love has to go. I was always of the belief that – Hey, you really need to look at and see if, uh, as in the end, like you said, who's going to do what? Who's going to sell tickets? Kyrie Irving sells tickets for you with he and Miles Turner as your yeah. future guys for Paul George in that trade. But it didn't happen. Got all of that. Because LeBron, they said, what was it? The reports LeBron wouldn't give the insurance that he would be there the year after. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case. See, we got so much to talk about with this free agent stuff. Because <laughs> yeah. as you talk about LeBron, it was. The whole thing. They take, haven't done anything. Taking it back would bring Kyle Korver back, and there was talks that they were trading Shumper to Houston to try to clear that space to bring Kyle Korver back, which they did on a three-year deal. That being said, back to the Oklahoma City thing where Paul George goes there, let's see what happens. They're going to win. They're going to make the playoffs. But is it enough to keep Paul George there? The Lakers shouldn't be hedging their bets saying, oh, he'll spend the one year there and we'll get him, we'll sign him in the offseason. If they win enough – and they are able to attract free agents, which I still don't think they will be able to. Houston. Oklahoma City. Okay, okay, so yeah, I'm sorry. Oklahoma yeah. City. That would be interesting, especially if Westbrook does not sign his $200 million contract, which he can with the extension because he made all NBA first team, won the MVP. He's eligible for his next extension for the $200 million extension. I can't see him turn down 200 But, yo, million. remember when they always kept saying, Paul George might be a free agent. Kevin Love might be a free agent. Russell Westbrook, all guys who can go back to the L.A. area. While Kevin Love is not a, you know, a, he is an L.A. guy. Yeah. Pretty much. He went to UCLA. His family's from that area. I think he's I think, more so up in the Portland, Seattle area. But so. he went to school at UCLA. He's tight with Russ. I think him and Russ played on the same AAU squad or something like and that. And they played on the UCLA yeah. team together. Yeah. Yeah. And they used to always work out with Derrick Rose in the offseason when I mean, he first got to the league. I don't want that to happen. But my point is, <laughs> LeBron back to L.A., this does does the Russell Westbrook, Paul George, LeBron James thing happen 
in Los Angeles, and he just scraps the banana boat team and just does that. Well, I think that you see what I'm he saying? should scratch the banana boat team and do this. I that makes more sense because they're younger. And then his off the court endeavors with his office on the lot of with the Warner Brothers Studios. Yeah. Maverick Carter has one as well. They're into the, the what is what is his the un, uninterrupted uninterrupted yep all these things that they have going on in Los Angeles. Why it makes too much sense for him not to go to L.A. It does, um, and I would have told you prior to one hundred seventy-five million dollars being given to Blake Griffin that the Clippers would be with Chris Paul West. still there. Yeah, right. Well, no, no, no. Regards are Chris. I'm just yes. talking about because of the banana boat connection right. is, but one just of, to Jerry West alone that made that, me think that makes that makes. But a after lot you sense. get Blake one seventy-five and then yeah. you got over a hundred in DeAndre, yeah. I can't see any reason yeah. why anyone's tr- right. want to go there. It's crazy, man. I mean, we're talking about this offseason, but you have to look ahead to the next offseason because of LeBron's free agency with the rest of his guys, he's man. Sit- LeBron's it's sitting amazing. back right. And by the way, Kevin Durant still ain't, he's not signed right no, now. No, he's waiting for everybody else. And if you want to transition to that, Iguodala, three years, 48. Sean Livingston, three years, 27. David West, one year, final year of his deal. He wants to uh, defend his title with the with the Golden State Warriors. Kevin Durant's waiting for everyone else to get theirs done so he can opt in. And we already mentioned Steph Curry, 5 for 201. They still have to re-sign Zaza Pachulia and JaVale McGee, depending on what kind of money they, they, they garner on the open market. If Zaza Pachulia does not, in fact, come back, there was a report out there that Dwayne Dedman, who was the center for the San Antonio Spurs, who was a target for them last year, got, got more money than they could offer at that time he signed with the Spurs. He might take the spot of Zaza if they cannot replace. I mean, excuse me, if they cannot resign him, he would be more of that athletic defensive center. He's still defensive like Zaza, right. but more athletic, and it would work out where they can do a lot of different things with Dwayne Detman possibly being the the replacement for Petrulli in the starting lineup for the Golden State Warriors. I'm just happy Iggy signed in Golden State because when the reports came out that he was on the Sixers target, I'm I was like. Was there anyone that was here for the first go round? Like, was, why is this even an option? He was just pushing up the the money option. That's all. Well, there he you was, go. He was, I'm glad he we was, could have been of some He was help. being smart. I'm glad we yeah. helped him out because that is smart. not what I wanted. No, I didn't want to that. Happen, happen, man. And, I, and I was always one that defended Iguodala when he was in town. Oh, I remember. We've we've had plenty. We've of had plenty of com- we sat next to each other. Man. Had plenty of games where we had these conversations. That being said, I didn't think it was the right time for him to come back to Philadelphia. So It's never the right time for him to come back to but Philadelphia. But, you know, we only had to spend a lot of time with him because that's just what they do. They do the right thing. They bring everybody back, and it fits. And let's see what else happens. Let's see what happens with Pachulia. And then, of course, JaVale McGee or Dwayne Dedman. And then after that, we know that, of course, that Kevin Durant will sign his deal for short term and be a free agent again next – or, I mean, excuse me, pardon me. He, he'll, he'll make it a – He'll make it a, a contract where it's worth his while to be able to capitalize what, on the two, money. Two years, $70 million option after one? Whatever. Two years, $60 Because, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, no, excuse me. He's he's able to get 35 but he told him he'll take 31 Yeah. So, excuse me. To fit everybody Two years, $62 million, uh, Three years. Actually. It's just smart. I see him signing a three-year deal option after the second. It's one, smart. Yeah. It's smart. The Washington Wizards, real fast. I'm going to ask you about this one. Short contract where – Jody Meeks signed with the Washington Wizards two years, $7 million. They need another shooter, three and a half. Uh, injuries you know, pretty much taken over a lot over the last few years, but shooting, it's at a premium in the NBA. So Jody Meeks get a two-year, $7 million, $7 million contract. He's lasted a long time in the league, former Sixer. Yeah. A lot of injuries in Orlando. Shout out to you, Jody. Didn't really work out. Paul Millsap still out there. That being said, as we go to Washington, 
Otto Porter is their big free agent. Otto Porter has signed his offer sheet with the Sacramento Kings. Four years, $104 million. <laughs> the Washington Wizards have 48 hours to match it. And they've already said that they stated that they're going to match anything that comes their way. I was so gonna say, yeah, they, you they, can they, expect him to be back with the team next year, Otto Porter. Um, with all these deals that are going out. We're just all over the place. It's um, the league. It's the league. I used to want my unborn son, whenever that day happened, to play baseball. No, it's about the league. Man. It's about the league now, <laughs> bro. Because it don't matter. You just got to be able to do a little bit, and you can get $100 million. Shoot. Um, Washington's another team. I they're I like I like them. I I wish that they could add someone. I wish that Paul George or Jimmy Butler or Jimmy Christmas anybody. I wish anybody would just consider going there because I know how you feel about John Wall. Yes, I was about to say that. But there is a lot of swag on that team. There's a lot of bleep that team we're playing mm-hmm. on that team. And I like that. They they remind me of uh they remind me of the Celtics as far as attitude wise when they're where they, they didn't have friends. Rondo wasn't cool. Like like I don't like you. Like I'm about to just go embarrass you. <laughs> they remind me of them, but unfortunately I just think that they are good at the wrong time and they have young guys that they obviously need to keep. And they need to keep them in a time where them young guys is getting paid way too much money. Yeah. And they're not going to be able to do anything. Washington did, in fact, extend a contract extension to John Wall for four years, $174 million. Why hasn't he assigned that Which he's not accepted yet because I think he really is trying to look and see what else they can do and see how things go. So that's my my opinion. What can they do? Nothing. There's really nothing they can do. Nothing. That's crazy. Yeah, nothing. But he's going to have 174? If, I don't want to be if, disrespectful. If he takes it, once he's going to have 174 reasons why he needs to stay in Washington. No more, no more for him complaining about the fact that everybody else on his team makes more money. Or, and he should feel that way. though. No, he should not. It's he's the, the best player on the team. Yeah, but it's the contracts every year. Things happen. They, it's just not his fault. It's the NBA. It's the CBA. That's how hey, it man, goes. Whatever motivates you. Yeah, that's that's weak in my opinion. As you point out, that Bradley Beal gets a hundred <laughs> some million after two years ago. You signed your deal. And what? Okay, so what? You're gonna get another one because you're the franchise player. What's the big deal? And but he's always about, worried about, about these billboards. They might spend 174 to get better, though. That 174, they they'll, they'll get better. They, they have a chance to get at he's least a higher team. seed. Yeah, he's their best. He's their they best can make player. the Eastern Conference Finals next year because I think Boston's a joke. They can. They absolutely can. You're absolutely right. Paul George still out there. I mean, excuse me, Paul Millsap still out there, as we uh, said a little bit earlier. Also. One more that I wanted to get to, Langston Galloway, three years, $21 million with the Detroit Pistons. Again, just a situation where you're like, I don't know what Detroit is doing. But happy for him. <laughs> Guy to play at St. Joe's for the St. Joe's Hawks here locally. Yeah. Always a, a really good player here in the city. And did some nice things with the Knicks. Later traded, signed, yeah, signed with the Pelicans, traded to the Kings. Now he picks up big time and gets a, a nice contract with the uh, Detroit Pistons. Unfortunately, the spot... <laughs> I don't know about, but happy for the young man being able to pick that up money. that money. Yeah, yeah they don't change your money. You might not get as much burns you thought, but at least you, that that check gonna cash the same yeah. way. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. I think we pretty much covered everybody in over an hour and ten minutes. We did a nice shot, man. Just catching up on on all the deals around the league. There's still some names out there. We'll see what happens. Of course, Paul Millsap probably being the top one left out there. We'll see where he goes. He's like, kind of getting squeezed. 
a little bit. I wonder, Gordon Hayward, we know he's on the, on the tour of Boston, Miami, and he's going to go back to Utah for the final conversation with his team and see what happens there. It's going to be hard to turn if, down Miami. I wonder when Millsap. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but, hey, they re-upped his best friend, and they have the same agent. So. He's still going to be my best friend if I play for the Heat. True we, indeed. We, our family can still hang out on vacation. <laughs> in, Miami. Yes. in Miami. Come visit me. In Miami. I wonder where Paul uh, uh, Paul Millsap goes. This is going to be an interest, interesting uh, thing to, to monitor and see exactly where, in fact, he goes because I have no idea. If I didn't think the Spurs were saving money for the following year, I would say San Antonio. I wonder if he takes a one-year deal because with the Hawks, the last two, four years, he's taken two separate two-year deals. Want to take that one-year deal and go play with Cleveland then? Go get it. Go get yourself a chance to win. That would be interesting. Go get yourself a chance to win. That would be interesting. You won't, but go get yourself a chance. Yeah. When we come back next week, hopefully we'll just talk talking about some some more names, some more moves, possibly the 76ers. Will AG be one of those See what happens. AG might be, yeah, he, he might be signing on here, <laughs> here on the Courtside Podcast, of course. And we still have Summer League getting underway right now. It's Orlando tomorrow. Things start in Utah. We'll get a chance to see the number one overall pick, Markel Fultz with the 76ers. And then the big one, the Las Vegas Summer League. So we'll talk to you then. It's This has been, for John Gervais, Anthony Gilbert, I'm Devon Givens. This has been the Courtside Podcast.